Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. My name is Tristan Miller, and joining me today is Tyrone Thornhill, a comedian. How are you? I'm doing very well, Tristan. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing well. Um, I noticed that you have a, a Marvel shirt on. Are you a big fan of that cinematic universe? Uh, I do I do like the cinematic universe, but I'm an old school fan from back in the day. Comics, cartoons, toys, mm-hmm. video games, all the whole nine. I mean, I still read X Men comics and you know stuff like that. Uh, uh, but yeah, today I did our new the new Blurred Order is a weekly show that I do on Saturday. Shameless plug. Uh, so you know, I was dressed nice. for the occasion uh, today. Sick. That's great. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite X Men then? Uh, so all, lifelong Gambit, but. Um, <laughs> excellent thank you yeah you know i like to uh, my x-men choice i like to say I, i'm like a connoisseur of x-men i would say no, mm-hmm. but lately i would say magneto's been uh been speaking to me lately uh this the the magneto of the last few years is just like next level awesome that makes sense i mean i feel like the um i feel like p- people are getting more and more radical and so his ideals are more and more appealing these days eh? <laughs> yeah absolutely everybody's like shut up professor x <laughs> time to take the next step yeah intended um that's (laughs) as as a nerd one (laughs) yeah that was that was very fun um so other than the marvel movies you know what kind of movies do you go out for and then also um second question that i always ask everybody is what was the first movie you remember seeing in the cinema yeah uh, so the first, for the first question, I I lo- just love movies, love film, and I'm I'm somebody who does really enjoy the MCU, but also, you know, I'm not going to sit here and argue that it's they're like on caliber with Oscar winning movies and you know sure. things like that. Uh, I I like them as comic book films, uh, but so that's you know I particularly I'll go and I'll go to the theater and see like a horror movie for sure. Nice. You know, I, I mm-hmm. love a good horror movie, especially at the theater. Um, Last year, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is my absolute favorite uh, and one of my favorite theater experiences. It was just such a joy to watch. Uh, so, I mean, just I, I'm I'm usually watching anything. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I really, really enjoyed the Banshees of Inish Aaron. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, fantastic. Beautifully acted. What a cast. Like, it, yeah, so I, I there's room for my, for uh, the MCU uh, the way I am with mm-hmm. movies. But um, 
you know, also I understand what a good film is. I, I don't know the <laughs> film around lately. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um, the first, okay. sorry, I, I almost ignored, ignored your second question. The first no movie that I can remember remember seeing in the theaters uh, is like the very first memory. It's very vague, but Demolition Man. Uh, this is an old uh sylvester stallone wesley snipes uh-huh. movie hell yeah yeah both of uh, wesley snipes is this villain this ridiculous villain stallone is a cop there's a whole thing they both end up getting cryogenically frozen and uh woken up uh, you know a couple i think like a couple hundred years in the future or something like that like something you know enough for enough time for things to be radically different so they could just bring their drama into a new uh millennia so uh, i think it's yeah it's a wonderful film uh and I, I use that term very intentionally. With <laughs> it is a film. Cinema Simon, at its finest. Simon Phoenix may be one of the most complex and amazing villains you'll ever run into. I I will have a go. That sounds exactly up my alley. It sounds, you know, a little schlocky, but in a way that's like very, very fun. You know, you see an action movie that like circles back all the way back to being like, oh, no, this is actually high art. Yeah. What we're no, doing. It, this one it's it's one of my favorite takes on the future because uh, mm-hmm. it does the whole like futurism thing oddly prophetic uh at times and it's and I, mm. I joke about it being like a good film it's really not like when you objectively it's not a great movie but it does <laughs> hold a dear place in my heart and i think yeah it, I, I honestly think it's aged well because of its very cynical take on the future uh and um and then of course like and then you have like sandra bullock's in it uh oh, love and, sandy yeah uh i don't know who this one's for but rob schneider's in it uh, <laughs> oh hell yeah dog that <laughs> was early rob schneider days yeah it was oh, fun see now now we're cooking mm-hmm. you know because i wouldn't have all the names that you could have said <laughs> i would not have imagined mr rob schneider yeah who okay yeah. so that's great um and you're from florida right is that or so Jacksonville, Florida, I consider my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Moved around a little bit. Uh, I grew up mainly in California up until I was oh, thirteen, right mm-hmm. and then from and then I spent the majority of my life in Jacksonville, Florida. Actually, born in Boston, oh. uh, and even lived in uh, Ipswich, England, for a couple of years. Wow, a world traveler. Um, did you see Demolition Man in in Florida or in California? In California, yeah. I've seen. I were you in anywhere near Los Angeles or? Yes, actually. Okay. So grew up in the Valley. Uh, and, oh, nice. Yeah, and that movie is actually set in L.A. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. there like earthquakes and things like that. Earthquake was a big thing to bring up around those times, uh, especially after San Francisco. I think it was '92. Mm-hmm. Demolition Man came out in '92 or '93. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but like, so that's like my very first vague memory of the theater. Now. That movie I watched a bunch after, but uh, like my real first theater memory was like to really, really remember it was Jurassic Park. Uh, oh, sick. It was just it was it was a game changer. Like all of a mm-hmm. sudden I was like, oh, my God, that was I mean, it was terrifying. It was exciting. It was hilarious. Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I still to this day, I say dinosaur because of that <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> perfect. Um, I couple things off that. I actually think that that first Jurassic Park movie might be my favorite Spielberg and maybe in my 
in my estimation, his best that, that I've seen at least. Yeah. Cause just the execution of like all the acting is good. It's like you're saying, it's got a little bit of everything. And it also has that Spielberg thing of like, Oh, it's got a lot of heart, which is nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, I went to Los Angeles a couple of years back and I saw La La Land while in theaters. And I do think there's something very specific and I'd love to um, hear your opinion about this. When you're watching a movie in Los Angeles, you're like, oh, they make them here. Kind of like even if you see something that's set in New York and while you're in New York, it's Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel quite as like remarkable. How do you feel about that? Yeah, so I I do it. It is something cool. See, I I just moved to New York about a year ago, so it's mm-hmm. it's still like a novel thing for me to like walk around sure. and see like, oh, I remember that building from this movie or this neighborhood from you know like that kind of thing is is still a thing. But there was there's something special about uh, the L.A. setting uh, because there are parts of L.A. that are very L.A., but you have to you know you have to be around there to understand that so and and that's something that i see creep into a lot of movies and a lot of shows like even when even when they're not like it's not a big set like set piece kind of thing Mm -hmm. um my biggest example of that there was this movie or not this movie this show uh about these two cops southland it was called Mm -hmm. southland it was an underrated cop show uh back when every show was a cop show Uh, and (laughs) yeah it, um, it had the guy who plays Commissioner Gordon in Gotham or played Commissioner Gordon in Gotham. He was one of the leads. And it was it was a cop show. So it was like, oh, all the bad neighborhoods. But it was very it was so L.A. And mm-hmm, so they were mm-hmm. always around the L.A. River and they were always doing like but in like the bad parts of it. And uh, you could see these, you know, these really uh, hole in the wall donut shops and just like little things. where you are like, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it's I, I see that and and feel that for L.A. Uh and even in a movie like Demolition Man, when you're like, look at this future LA thing, it's hilarious. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm really digging the New York vibe, though. I I feel like, yeah, yeah I feel like New York uh, takes the cake on that one. Yeah, that is true. When you do go, you know, when you're on, what is it, like, four, not 14, like 23rd, and you get out, and it's like, oh, that's the Daily Bugle from the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. oh, that's the Flatiron sick. That is yeah. great. And as a, as a comic nerd, that's a big thing, mm-hmm. too. It's like, you know, I've gone, it's everywhere. Yeah. Every have you gone to the pizza street. shop yet? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, the, the Joe's pizza. Yeah. From Spider-Man 2. Yep. Yep. I've been I there. Mm-hmm. did not. I haven't gone and I don't know when I'll be back, but I will make an effort to go there because I <laughs> only realized that it was a real place within the last year. And I was oh, like, wow. oh, no, it could have <laughs> been pizza time for me. Um, <laughs> pizza time. Good reference. Yeah. Thank you. Um, now. Uh, I'm going to move on to what I like to call the movie trivia, uh, which is just questions about movies, um, which is always starts with the same one, which is what is movie? Hmm. What is movie? Ooh, movie. I'm going to get personal. I'm I'm going to add what is movie to Tyrone. Uh, So to Tyrone, uh, movie is uh, escape. Uh, It's any movie that I've uh, really, really enjoyed. I've escaped into and uh, like one of my favorite movies of all time, if not my favorite movie of all time, is this going to be a question? Should I save that? No, no, you can tell me now. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, uh, absolutely love it to this day. Just absolutely love that movie so much. So that to me is like a, just the perfect kind of escape movie. Uh, so uh, movies, uh, movie is escape. Movie is escape. I like that a lot. Um. So, another trivia question for you. What movie 
makes you the horniest and you can't say pornography. Okay. So this one, eh, I'm going to add a little context here. I think it is. Yeah, I, yeah, was, of I course. was young the first time I saw this movie, like too young <laughs> to see this movie. Uh, and I remember like, so I might've been 11 or 12 years old, right around there. Mm. And uh, the movie, uh, my parents were watching the movie Species. And yeah, this, this might be a little bit before uh, your time. Uh, you know, you've, you've, you're a youngin. I think I'm 39. You're 30. You're 30. Oh yeah, yeah. This might have been a little bit before. So Species was this uh, this horror movie where uh, this alien uh, was disguised as just a very, very attractive human woman. Just and the whole thing. Uh, so I'll just tell you that. So this this movie as a 12 year old Tyrone saw this movie and was like, oh, okay, this alien uh has sex and kills uh this mm -hmm. is the, the whole movie and it was very very graphic in both sides so i saw a lot of species <laughs> that i hadn't seen yet so i was very uh you know it was confusion it was horniness but it was horniness to a level of like the like you know i think most people kind of like start creaking the door open and that's kind of how you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just kind of like little creaks at a time mm -hmm. somebody kicked the door down <laughs> and it was just this draft of horniness that uh, <laughs> overcame me uh, as a 12 year so i have to give it to species for that reason sick <laughs> oh i like that a lot oh a draft of horniness oh, that's very good um so what and you might appreciate this because i also just recently saw everything everywhere all at once what animal would you like to ratatouille yourself into success if you have to pick an animal to have on your head you have to wear a hat but the hat can fit any kind of animal that's amazing all right so uh <laughs> I, the hat fitting any kind of animal is makes me really want to go big but uh I, my first my gut instinct tells me to go octopus oh, sick. the possibilities are endless i mean an yeah. octopus gives you so much to work with uh with i mean you've you've given yourself uh eight more working limbs to work you know what i mean like mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. uh, that's wonderful and it could be a pretty big octopus you you've opened up that possibility so uh this also has a chance to get weirdly sexual you know what i yeah. mean depending on how <laughs> yep. things go yeah so we get right into that species territory i want to i want a giant squid and i want it to be hentai and that's all <laughs> that's how i will achieve my success <laughs> Oh, uh, that's very good. I think Octopus is an excellent answer to that. Um, what would your which movie? Be? Sorry, I'm what? Sorry, I, I, what would your animal be? I'm I'm curious. Oh, I I'm tempted to go with like a flea. So you <laughs> don't even need to wear the hat. You just have it there, and and the flea is the funniest person on the face of the planet. And I'm yes. just a massive success because of that. Um, like itchy that. though, itchy though. <laughs> um, what? Sorry, which movie has the most likable villain to you? Um, wow, the most likable villain. Mm -hmm. there, I, I do. I love a good villain. Like I, oh, yeah. so I'm such a big fan of like a good likable villain. And there is a a list. There is an absolute list. Um, I. So the other day I was reminded of um, Death to Smoochie. Can I tell you? Great movie. Amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing uh, such an underrated movie uh, the comedy is just oh, perfect uh, the can I tell you something though 
I recently I did I watched it free on YouTube. Go watch it on YouTube yeah. for free if you're listening to this. I did a review for it for a shameless plug for me, the Substack, where you can also <laughs> yeah. listen to this early. Um, but I in my research for it, Robin Williams is up for a Razzie for that performance because everyone's like he's so unhinged, and I'm like, yeah, if you want to see Robin at his most, blah, like yeah. it's that. But I think it fits the tone of the movie yeah, perfectly. Absolutely. But he lost to Hayden Christensen for Attack the Clones. And I was like, how dare you come for two of my boys in one year? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that that I can see that being a tough year. Uh, I, I didn't realize those came out in the same year. That's I know that's, that's blowing my mind by itself. But also that somebody doesn't, doesn't appreciate Robin Williams performance in that movie because I was so just going funny. to give him the nod for like one of the, my most likable villains. <laughs> And it's because of how unhinged he is. He's just, yeah. he's so sick of it and he just yeah. cannot take it anymore. It's the, I, I love it. Uh, and yeah, Robin Williams should get the, the Razzie thing. I did not know that. And uh, I'm, I've got to talk to somebody. I got to write a letter or something. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> how dare you? Can, can we pre, like uh, post posthumously remove that? Can that be stricken from the record? Um, <laughs> I would also say like, his performance in that, not to get too deep in the weeds here, but it is a podcast and that's what they are. Um, it's so, it's just id. It's just raw hate and frustration. And because of that, it really, despite being so extreme, is really sympathetic because we all had a moment where you're just like, I want everyone to die. You know, like right. I'm so angry. And there's a moment. <laughs> Where he, you know, he's about to light himself on fire, and the girl convinces him not to. And then Edward Norton, who is perfectly cast, yes. yes. Oh, I I love to hate that man. Um, <laughs> he's across the street, and everyone rushes across to go see Smoochie, and and Robin just the camera pans up, and he screams <laughs> into the heavens, "Why?" And it's the yeah. funniest thing. Oh, so good. Just so, so good. And it, it works because we know Robin Williams is like a really good dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. that's a that's a good person who understands the absurdity of being that much of a shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, since you are as a, a blurred as self-described, mm -hmm. what Star Wars character do you want them to never make a Disney Plus series about? I... I wish you would have asked me this a year ago, so I could have said Boba Fett. Uh, I would, like to, <laughs> I'd like to take that one back. But, uh, <laughs> um, I, so I guess it. I'm it's tricky, like isn't so it? So much Star Wars, yeah. Because like every time a name comes up, like because uh, I know that the 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 sequel trilogy is much maligned, but um, and I know that people. Worse, the 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 whole little creature thing to get us all distracted, whatever. Hey, it works on me. Okay, big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, want to fight about it like that kind of. So Babu Frick, uh, I want to see more. Uh, and so like initially, I'm like, don't do something about Babu Frick. Where do you mm -hmm. what do you do with that? But then I was like, but I'd I'd, wa I'd watch it and I'd complain about it and I'd watch it. Can I give you um, some good news? Yes, he's in Mando season three. I saw him in the trailer. Very, very happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that's going to be a fun little, but I, I need to answer your question with something. I hope they, I would hate for them to do a C-3PO show. Oh, I got bad news for you. You should know droids, the animated the, series droids. The animated series, yes. Hated it. Uh, oh, I really? Just, oh, I did not like it. Uh, near and dear to my heart. A kid who loves the droids, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, R2 and C-3PO. 
as a kid when you're watching it like they're they're kind of carrying you through the movie because they're just yeah. doing they're doing their silly droid thing um but it's, i feel like c3po uh needs c3po needs uh somebody he needs a, a buzz to kill you yes he mean? does yes yes he he can't be just left to his own devices of like we right. can't just watch c3po wandering around translating for people yeah or, that would be the most so boring yeah but now even then like now i'm like i'm thinking deeply into it and i i, I guess maybe we're warming up for what's to come because like mm-hmm. now i'm seeing it like but a curb your enthusiasm type thing because that's basically what curb your enthusiasm is it's just like c3po walking around killing everybody's buzz so that could work in the star wars universe it's pretty 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 good um <laughs> uh by the way your phone keeps going off and buzzing a little bit is it I think so. If it's on the table there. Thank you very much for uh, letting yeah. me know that. Yeah, no worries. Um, you're very popular. Congrats. Um, Freaking group chats, man. I can I tell you, I'm in like three. I can't do it. It's too overwhelming for me. If I want someone to see something, I will just DM them too <laughs> yeah. much. I'm on one on Twitter and it's just like, I'll start to respond to one thing and a million things have happened by the time. And it's just like, I can't. I yeah. can't with this. Um, but yeah, I, I can kind of agree that like 3PO by himself is kind of exhausting. You're absolutely correct. Um, so final question. And it's the same one. What makes Austin Powers so sexy? I I think he's so sexy because no matter what you tell him, you cannot convince him he's not sexy. Uh <laughs> Like you could, you could just have a team of the best lawyers in the world just giving him all of the evidence to the contrary, perceived evidence to the contrary, and he would, he would end. He would end the conversation by betting half of them. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, it's like your teeth are crooked. Oh no, and it's charming about me, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. You know, like, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. That's such a very good reason. I appreciate your all your answers. Oh, are you ready? <laughs> For the game. Very ready. Very excited. I'm going to, um, by the way, for those of you just listening, um, Tyrone has very graciously put a green screen background of a of a conference room as if he is pitching to me specifically, which I, I find very charming. <laughs> um, so the random word today is one I do not know the definition of. It's a flux, E-F-F-L-U-X. Going to Google that real quick. All right. A flux. But do you have any instincts surrounding efflux? Uh, it's got to be a time travel uh, picture. I don't even know what this word means, but it sounds time travely. That's great. I like that a lot. Time travel movie is a great place to start. Um, is it a closed loop or an open loop? Is there a problem? Well, there's got to be a problem. Otherwise, it's not a movie. Um, By the way, definition is flowing out of a particular substance or particle. It just means to flow out. I f- I think we're on the right track. If I I if, think so too. Yeah, I think we're yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely, and I I think we want to do closed loop. We well, I I think for this film, if what we should do, and I you know we want to make it a film. We want to say mm-hmm. some stuff. You know what I mean? We want it to have substance. And yeah, art. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, very very tight rules about time travel. Absolutely. Uh, that box us in narratively, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, make everything really tough to do. 
Yes. I, I think that's great. I mean, I feel like that's always the biggest part. Like if you see something like Looper, you're like, okay, but how is the, the kid at the end? And you're like, right. Uh, yeah. And the answer is it doesn't really matter. It's just narratively satisfying. Who cares? <laughs> um, but I agree. I think it should be kind of a construct. Do you think it should be someone going? Should I think the basic question is, is someone going back or is someone going forward? In time, where should we start? I I enjoy going forward. Uh, I okay. Would love, and especially with a, you know, I, I, I can see the title already. It's very, uh, it's, it's a very futuristic sounding word. I think mm-hmm. it should, you know, take place in, in the future somewhere. Uh, maybe so far in the future where it almost looks like the past. Oh, like we've circled around to like nostalgia. Yeah, yeah I like that. Ooh, then how... How about this? It's like 19, sorry, 19. It's like 3000 and like eight. And mm-hmm. what's popular is 90s fashion again. Like so we get that 90s nostalgia that's creeping up right now. It's hot right now. That 90s show, it does pretty good. You know, everyone's hungry for it. So I think that's a great place to start. Oh, and how about uh, the the thirst for this nostalgia, the absolute, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the phenomenon that it is? starts to break down like it just like it becomes uh you know we it just runs rampant right uh, mm-hmm. almost to the point where that nostalgia ends exactly like that society did uh which is uh you know spoiler alert uh, for the the sequel we'll get to our own destruction in the, in the third mm-hmm. movie that's how we'll open the third movie uh, mm-hmm. but yeah this this uh it, it's a it's a history's doomed to repeat itself so, sort of story i like that i like that a lot so to that end, I know we said we want to go forward. I think if we start in the future, and what about this? Someone is creating, is uh, trying to create a bigger market for this, but they're running out of materials because there's only so many antiques from the 90s. And so if someone figures a way to go back in time and actually collect things from the 1990s themselves, but in doing so, start setting trends that happen in the 90s does that make sense like low-rise jeans come into play because they're like oh does anyone have any low-rise jeans and they're like what are you talking about and it's almost like a forrest gump sort of situation as well i like this i I do i like this as uh i like the collecting angle too i think that's Mm -hmm. fun uh they accidentally start the beanie baby thing you know because that came out of nowhere i like you know again kind of a forrest gump they're everywhere sort of thing <laughs> yeah all of those big moments in history like there's mm-hmm. some like weird like weirdly done found footage uh video of like of our guy like running past the capital riots because he was like trying to collect <laughs> yeah. something is like my bad <laughs> absolutely he's somehow at waco Ugh, uh, <laughs> what am i gonna do with this yeah, so I like that as a premise. Um, but what I like that is like, should he should this person get into like little spots of trouble? Do you think, or should it be a big overarching issue? You know, I you, this question has I think has uncovered a flaw in uh, where we started this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I'd like to retract, and maybe we should go to the past and and make it you know, make it set mostly in the past because then we could have fun with the butterfly effect thing because I I would like to see him get mm-hmm. in what you called spots of trouble but mm. that end up becoming, you know, through the butterfly effect, uh, tidal waves of trouble. I, what about this? 
to that. Yes, and I think that the, the main spot of trouble would be trying to specifically get the Beanie Baby thing on board. <laughs> and so this person, they work really hard to get it with them all, you know, worth so much money. And then in this alternate timeline, that bubble doesn't burst the, when it does in our timeline. But moving, going back to the future by creating all of this Beanie Mania devalues all of the stuff he already had. Does that make sense? Oh, wow. Okay. I like and it's it, kind yeah. of like an ironic sort of Twilight yeah. Zone-esque thing. What do you think about that? I like that. I like that because I can see the scenes because, you know, with the Beanie Baby thing, uh, I feel like the the reason why it failed is because nobody started the Beanie Baby sell-off. There were people who would like have paid mm -hmm. a lot of money for Beanie, Beanie Babies, but everybody was just like, one more year, one more year, and it'll be valuable. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, what yeah. if somebody just started selling them? What if, like, he just started selling them? Because mm -hmm. like, and then just kicked off the Beanie Baby and then became like the Beanie Baby mogul, uh, mm -hmm. the Beanie Baby billionaire because alliteration. And yes. Like, and then just like, yeah, the, everything changed from that point on. I like that a lot. Okay. So what? I like that a lot. Yes. Beanie Baby billionaire is perfect, by the way. <laughs> um, It's also, it's telling me I've, we have 10 minutes on this call left. Oh. Um, so. I would say that's definitely the main thrust of it. So when he gets back to the future, does he, I am assuming like somehow the Beanie Babies have become less valuable, like right? Because yeah. the market came and went or what do you think? I would say, yeah, the market came and went. Um, but I also, I feel like the creator of Beanie Babies uh, turns out that that person was just a real piece of shit. Like, so it <laughs> yeah. tanked the market completely. Like every Beanie Baby was made with with hate and malice. So like they were no longer viable in this market. Okay. I like, you know, you kind of just said something metaphorically, but I do like this idea of Ty. His name is Ty, the Ty company. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he literally is so hateful. He's infusing his own, like the third act twist is he gets back to the future and he realizes, the world is terrible because everyone has a beanie baby because this guy has influenced all this hate and malice, kind of like Sauron into all of these <laughs> beanie babies. He's infused malignant intent and the world has gone to chaos so that our lead character has to go back to the past and stop themselves from doing this. And that's why uh, in our timeline, beanie babies are worth nothing. Yeah. Thus, the paradox is created too. Yes. Because uh, you you know if you got to go back and stop yourself, then how do you get to you know get the future in the first place to go back and stop yourself? And mm -hmm. how does that? Wow, right? We just I mean we've pretty much broken all the laws of time travel. Uh, For sure. And this is exactly what I wanted out of this movie. That's wonderful. Yep. And it's all done from greed, and that's saying something. You know, it's we're a saying a lot. Yeah. And it's a reflection of 90s culture. It was all about like the greed is good thing. You yes. know, Wall and Street do, money never sleeps. Yeah. And and also low rise jeans need to be in there a lot. You mentioned them earlier. And I, yeah. I think I wanted to make sure that got the respect it's due because uh, the low rise <laughs> jeans for somebody who had just seen species and uh, mm -hmm, you know, was mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot was changing. Low rise jeans were a problem in school. That is absolutely understandable. So I think we solved it. Who do you think we should get to direct it? Uh, this seems like a good uh, seems like a good Ryan Johnson vehicle. It does. He did do Looper, and he is like aware of this sort of thing. And I think um, I think also, he would be keen. Yeah, but also like just kind of a disregard for the rules when it suits him. 
Uh, yes. This is kind of yes. like, uh, ah, you know, who cares? We're having a yeah. good time, right? Like, that's kind of how Ryan Johnson is. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. I think, um, I think, and this would piggyback off of that. Um, I think Janelle Monet, they would be good for, oh. for the lead because normally we see these sorts of characters as men, right? Yes. And so it'd be interesting to have someone that's not a man in that position of like, oh, this person's really greedy, but in a very like business forward. Yeah, you know, one hundred percent cosine. Uh, Janelle Monae is amazing, and mm-hmm. uh, would absolutely uh, take this to the next level. We just went from movie to film with just that move. Fantastic, and they can do all the music for it too. It's great. You can get Tessa Thompson in there too. Ugh, fantastic. Yeah, um, maybe just throw Taika Waititi in there just yeah, for like, uh, you know, he could just make out with people uh, backstage uh, whenever they <laughs> so like, like it, yeah. hanging out. Yeah. Um. Great. So do you want to do a couple of lightning rounds? So. I would love to. Okay, let's do it. Let's go with random word. Tissue. Tissue is the first one. What comes to mind for me for Tissue is um, it's about, it's a drama about uh, trans rights and it's about legislation and it's the T issue, the tissue, if you will. Yours. I like this. Uh, mine is a, a drama. Uh, about a therapist uh, who uh, uses it's sort of like a, a little bit of a science fiction drama mm-hmm. like uh, there they have these tissues they've developed that take your tears and they they can just diagnose all of your issues through your tears so this That's... person with this technology goes and just really helps people like in a, on a quantum leap level like just helps them through their lives and stuff like that and so yeah that, I like that a lot that's very cool um, we're gonna go with one of them was predators, so I had to just move past that. <laughs> so um, Chris Delia, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say kiss of Kevin Spacey. <laughs> um, let's go with hair, air rather, H E I R, air, like, like the oh, air okay. of a yeah. kingdom. I think, uh, it is about a. Ro- it's an animated series about robots. That is about a one specific robot's desire to become more human long after humanity is um, since been destroyed and the robots have taken over. And the full title is to air is to be human. All right. <laughs> uh, mine is a. Uh, I think mine is a coming of age uh, teen uh dramedy uh we're gonna we're just gonna throw them all in there we're gonna mix it up a little bit uh about uh, a child who is growing up and uh their their family has owned a plumbing business for like four four generations and uh you know it's expected that this teenager would take over the the plumbing business but decides that uh they don't want to be a plumber they want to go uh, and build uh, kayaks. So they they go and, uh, you know, start to dip around in that world a little bit. But the throne keeps calling them. You see what I'm doing here? I'm, uh, the throne calls them back. And uh, it is, and eventually they take their spot and they they run that kingdom. That's fantastic. I think we I think we have solved all of society's problems with all of these movies. Um, Tyrone, what would you like people who listen to this podcast to know about you? And what you do? Uh, well, I am a comedian. Uh, I also uh, do some podcasts of my own. I really enjoyed this. First of all, I'd like them to know that oh. about me. I had such a great time. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Um, 
if they'd like to know more about me, they could follow me at Tyrone Thornhill. It's at Tyrone Thornhill, T-Y-R-O-N-E-T-H-O-R-N-H-I-L-L on all the social medias except TikTok because I'm 39 years old yes. and I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, so um, yeah, I would love to. Uh, I, I would love to know what you think of me and stuff. Or maybe I shouldn't have said that, but let's go with it anyway. <laughs> Excellent. And I want to thank you for being on. You, this has been really fun. Heaps of fun, one might say. And if you're listening, you can go to tristanmiller.substack.com to get early access to all the, the podcasts. I also do fun film reviews there. I, I recently did a review of Everything Everywhere All at Once and also A Futile and Stupid Gesture, which is a fun comedy movie that I wasn't expecting I would like. So go check that out. And again, thanks very much for doing the pod. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I really, really enjoyed it. Nice.